of the AM too, y'all. You know, I found myself in this AM a little bit after 12, moving from a thankful Thursday into a fabulous Friday. But I'm just compelled right now to share some information with you concerning a thankful Thursday. And before I, I pass midnight into a fabulous Friday, I was communing because, you know, here again, I fell asleep early in the day and God awakened me right right before the strike of midnight. Oh, I hope somebody hanging here with me. I'm, again, are not going to attempt to be here except very briefly. I want to give you five ways, five ways to exercise something that we all, listen to me now, we all need to practice and exercise if... And I say this with this big letter of an I and an F that equals a big, a big thing. If we believe in heaven and hell. See, oftentimes I have to throw that and interject that in what I'm saying because it is so critical. Listen to me now. It is so critical that you process what I say based upon that determination. Oh, I hope somebody goes there. Whatever I mentor to you, you must come with a clear understanding of a belief system. And in your belief system, there are some prerequisites to why you will do the things that you should or should not do. And the variables of those things determine and depend upon whether or not you and only you believe in there's a possibility and that's a possibility. You don't have to actually literally believe in the factual, but if you just believe in, in the possibility that there is a heaven and a hell. Now, with that belief there are some lifestyles, some prerequisites, some things you must do in order to reach the heavenly host. That heavenly host. People be telling, you know, making these posts with RIP and rest in heaven and I mean, rest in peace and R-I-H, rest in heaven. Listen, listen. If you ever put that on a post, then that means you believe in heaven. And one thing about heaven that people talk about, you can't go there if you don't have the proper conduct and character. Ooh, I hope somebody grabbed this. This message is not about heaven and hell. It's about you have to really saturate and digest the words that you are gleaming and growing from my podcast to assist you with a conduct and a character. 
as a prerequisite to get there. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. See, there are some things that must occur in your lifestyle in order for that belief of going to heaven, to rest in heaven, to R-I-H and R-I-P. There's some things you must do. Not not some things you think about doing. Not some things you shoulda, coulda, woulda, ought to do. But there are some things you must do. And one of those things is be thankful. You must understand the fundamental meaning of being thankful. Now, I want to share with you five ways to really Meditate on the fact that you have a thankful heart. See, being thankful is way, way, way more than saying those words, thank you. They are way bigger than saying thank you. Many people say thank you, but they don't have a thankful heart. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You can say thank you all day long. To whatever someone does for you. But that does not mean you have a thankful heart. Only because you confess the word thank you. And I do believe in this younger generation. And when I say younger, I'm talking about kids from from 2, 3, 4, 5 on up to maybe in their teenage years now. You may notice they're not in the habit of utilizing thank you. You can buy, you can give, you can share, you can buy, you can treat, you can buy, you can give, you can make available, you can build houses and, and build bedrooms and, 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 and buy them cars. You can do all these things from age three. You can give them motorized cars to rear cars and they still may not say thank you. And I do believe that's because they have been raised under someone who have not understood having a thankful heart. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. When your heart is not thankful, you cannot teach others how to be thankful. You can't teach them how to say thank you. Because it doesn't matter for you to be thankful. So therefore, you won't teach it to them to be thankful. And therefore, they'll walk around and they'll feel like you. They'll feel privileged and believe that somebody owed them something. And therefore, they find it hard to be thankful with a thankful heart. Oh, I hope somebody get this. This message is going to liberate you from a stagnated point in life. You've been stagnated for years. I know somebody's out there listening and I'm picking up a discernment, a strong discernment that for years you've been stuck and stagnated because you have not understood what it means to have a thankful heart. And I want to share with everyone that's listening. A thankful heart. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't grow one. 
You don't transform to have one because of what other people do for you. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Being thankful and thankful-hearted is not determined by what other people do or don't do for you. It's not determined by whether or not somebody is there for you or not for you. It's not determined about whether or not somebody give or don't give. See, a thankful heart is bigger than that. I'm going to give you these five ways to have a thankful heart. One is when you receive access to understanding. See, when you receive access to understanding, so many times we will absorb energy in our thought process and be ungrateful because we have not had mental access. Let me say that. Mental access to understanding what it means to be thankful. See, we haven't had access sometimes to hear and know somebody else's journey most of the time I say this selfish people only understand your journey is when it affects them oh I hope somebody grabbed that selfish people and and, and listen to me now because you know I have to throw this in here sometimes you got the feel to what I say now if it's not applicable to you then don't act like I'm talking to you but if this applies to you, if it hits something in you, you know my you know my thing about that, then that means it's for you. Ungrateful people means that they are unthankful people. And being thankful is not about what someone does for you. Being thankful is understanding how to receive access to understanding. To understanding that when things happen in other people's lives, it can affect their conduct and character in your life. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. When things happen in other people's lives, it can affect how they treat or don't treat you. But if it stops you, from being thankful and grateful, then that means, and I hope somebody get this now, there's a conduct of selfishness and character inside of you. Mm. And only God can deliver that. See, the reason I say that is this, and I'm going to move to number two. How much does God does for us even though we don't do the right thing by him. Mm. Are you you thankful for every blessing that God has given you from birth to, to whatever age you are now? And it was not because you did right toward him. Well, I hope somebody grabbing this. If you did not live a life that you, if you are a God believer, let me say that. If you are a God believer and you've done things in your life that you know that God, God for you to come to heaven would not approve of. Just think of all your little checklists. Go down your own checklist. You check, you write everything down, write everything down that you ever did that you believe to get to heaven, you should not have had to done it. 
But yet, get this now. For you to treat God that way, he still did things good for you. Now you understand you can do good for people. Because if you are trying to get to heaven, you can do good for people that didn't do good for you. If God did it for you, and I hear people mind maybe say, well, I'm not God. You are absolutely correct. How the ever, if you are a God believer, and I'll put this scripture in the footnotes. It say, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? That means you need to both to think the same way Christ. So if Christ thought about doing good things for other people who didn't do good things for him, then as a believer, then that's the prerequisite for your conduct and your character to do the same thing. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. And if you're not willing to do the same thing, that goes back to what I was saying. That means you still stuck in being selfish. You have not moved to a place or out of your peg and your square to understand what a thankful, grateful heart is. It's all about you. And it's not about what you do for people and you expect them to say thank you to you. Because you don't say thank you for everything I promise you that God have done for your life every time you messed up. Did you tell God, thank you for sparing my life? I committed fornication last night. Did you tell God, thank you for sparing your life because you told a lie a few minutes ago? And that wasn't the first one or the last one. Did you tell God, thank you? Because when you was on the highway and the byway and the drunk driver that passed you or the car accident you saw when you got up the road, wasn't you? Did you tell God, thank you? Did you tell God, thank you, when you laid down to go to sleep and you did not die on your saliva that you that you swallow that could have choked you just that simple? Did you tell him, thank you? Did you tell him thank you when he made a way out of no way and you couldn't see no way because you didn't have no money, no job, or no way to see how you was going to get these things you got for your children? Did you tell him thank you? Because every time he gave you provisions, he gave you breath and life in spite of all the, the times you told a lie, all the times you even did something evil against somebody and he saw you, all the times you spoke something evil against somebody unjustly and without cause and in your ignorance of being unlearned, but it was still wrong of you to do and say, did you not receive mm, still good gifts from God. See, that's a person with a grateful heart who don't harbor hatred, who don't harbor bitterness, even though somebody did not treat you right. God knows that. But we don't always treat him right either. And he still does grateful things for us. He still blesses our lives. This is what our mindset have to be, people. Number two, 
you are grateful when you accept what you access. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Now, I just said to you in number one, when you receive access to understanding that person. Number two is when you accept what you access. See, 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 let me break it down for you real simple. In the, in the number one thing, when you receive access to understanding, it may not apply to you, but you're willing to understand. Maybe somebody did not rape you when you was a teenager. Maybe somebody did not uh, 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 come against you and plot and plan in school when you was in high school how to assassinate your character all because of a boy for something you never did and they write a letter and pretend that they're you in order for somebody to want to fight you and hurt you I'm talking about stuff that go way back you know you know when you was in the playground in, in, in as a teenager that stuff that you got good memory of that people did against you all manner when people hurt you when people died around you that you was young but you was old enough to understand you love those people and now they're gone so how do you receive access to understanding and when you receive access to understanding what all so you got to have access to know a person's life journey that's access let me help somebody because that's how you have access to understanding sometimes we don't understand people conduct and character because we don't have access to what they've gone through that's why you got to be careful and mindful how you judge people and pick them apart if you haven't had access to what they have gone through. Many children have disrespected and mistreated their parents, their grandparents, their aunties and uncles because they didn't have access to what those persons have gone through. And they have not had enough empathy to put themselves in that person's shoes to really understand what that feels like until it happened to you. Okay, then when it happened to you, then your understanding get open. That's why I say a person can be thankful but not have a great, a thankful heart. Because listen, it, I didn't have to get burned to know what it feel like if somebody else got burned. I've always been tuned in to being an empathetic person it don't have to happen for me for my heart to have compassion for that person that's why i said you can tell the difference between selfish and unselfish people because most times selfish people they they're not gonna feel a thing what you talking about until it happened to them they ain't thinking about putting their stuff in your your shoes only shoes they worry about is their own and most of the time when you find people that have those types of personalities and conduct and character, that is always about them and what they think and what they feel and how they feel and how they feel and how somebody treat them and how they feel and how they feel and how they feel and feel and feel and feel and feel it. You'll find that most times that's a deep spirit that needs to be prayed off of somebody of selfishness. If you live in your life journey, and it's all about your feelings, you know. I think about this testimony real quick before I go to number three. Of this young man, he had a cousin. They were really, 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 really close. Really close. They were closer than brothers. And they were close in age, like a year apart. 
You know, they had this relationship like John and Jesus had. And their parents was close because they were first cousins. And they 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 were two brother children. And this person, when I first met them, they was full of so much joy and and love and compassion and and generosity. But then something happened. And it was three of them. They always used to hang together. It was two brothers and one of them was a cousin. And I never shall forget the day that someone told us that the cousin of the two brothers had died. And that's because one of my relatives used to talk to the one that that drowned. I used to talk to one of the brothers. And then I had another cousin that talked to the other brother. And as though it was so devastating because the young man that drowned, he was so funny. He was so funny. And I'm sure he had several girlfriends back then because we was all teenagers. But at the same time, he had such a loving and magnetic personality. And when we found out that he drowned, I remember my relative that was dating him start listening to this Al Green record. Drowning in the sea of love over and over. And I guess that was their way of grieving and processing. This person that they dated had been gone. Well, that that drowned. And I listened to them as I watched them and listened to them. And I couldn't figure out why they keep playing this song, Drowning in the Sea of Love. You know, because to me, I felt, not me. That's why I said everybody received things in, in their own processing, a uh, way of processing. So to me, I thought it should make that person make her feel sadder. But maybe her perception of drowning in the sea of love made her feel hope for his spirit because now that I hear those words, they mean something different to me now than when I was a teenager and her drowning in the sea of love. So even now in this midst of this podcast, I can kind of sense now from way back then another different revelation of her listening to that song. But nevertheless, the the two cousins, they were affected in such a way that it altered their whole lifestyle. The one that was the closest to them, it altered theirs for years. But that's the one who tried to save him. And what happened was, let me give you a little backdrop, and then we're going to go move forward. And and that's why I say you got to have access to understanding. But these relatives, they were out on a boat because their family had some little money. And they had their boats, and they were all out there playing and fishing and whatever they were doing, hanging out. Because they were like maybe in their early 20s. And they were just hanging and enjoying, drinking beer, laughing, having fun out on the lake. And one of the cousins, the cousin that drowned, he swam out. And because he always acts silly when he was really drowning, they thought he was just having fun and being silly. They really didn't realize he literally was drowning. I don't know if he caught a cramp. I don't know what happened to make him, because he was a good swimmer. But something happened 
And in the realization of them understanding, he's literally really drowning. Oh my God, he's not being silly. So then one of the cousins jumped in the water to swim out to get him. And on the way swimming back with him, he said the weight got so heavy that if he didn't turn him loose, they both would drown. Now, this person talked to me personally, and I asked what happened. And this is what they said to me. They said, Alfreda, you know, and they cried. And they said, if I didn't release him, we both would have drowned. I immediately went into a empathetic mode. I put myself in that position. And I could not imagine if I had a cousin so close to me as a sister. And that was me. And that was them. And I had to make this choice in my life to see the life of someone I love be released out of my arms or choose to die with them. Well, I hope somebody grabbed this. That was the most heartening testimony of a person that I've ever heard. Because most people, that was, it's, it's down to, I saved your life or attempt to save your life at the expense of both of our lives. That's a hard decision to make for somebody. When you're looking at a loved one that you got to choose to release in the moment of trying to save, you got to release to let them die in order that you may live, but yet you want them to live too. It's a hard choice, y'all. And it had to be made by a young man's mind that I imagine he lived with. He often have to revisit, reflect, and rewind because every time he misses that cousin that was closer than a brother, that's the memory he have to, to connect with. So I said all that to say, when you have access to understanding a person, sometimes you can understand how to have a thankful heart concerning that person. So for years, you know, that person, he mistreated me. And I knew him. And we had a lifelong connection that he didn't treat right and he didn't treat me right. But every time I would think about him making a choice like that. My heart of compassion would always find a reason to forgive him for all that he did that wasn't good. Because my mind would always remind me in my thankful heart that something on that day damaged him in such a way that I don't think he ever made reality to access an understanding, how to move forward, treating and connecting with people. You know, sometimes tragedies like that, when you have gotten close to somebody in loving them, will cause you not to know how to move forward in loving others. Oh, I hope somebody get this and get delivered. You don't know how to move forward loving somebody because you get afraid. Listen to me, y'all. I've seen it happen. 
I know somebody else personally detached themselves from their own children because they lost one and they was afraid to get close to the other ones because they felt that they didn't want to, to dive into that grief. If they got so close to show love to their own children. But as time moved past and the children kept living and they kept living. Then they began to bond a closer relationship with them. But I imagine they had to get past that fear and phobia. Number number three. Because once we get to number one, receive access to understanding. Number two, accepting what you access. When you access understanding what somebody else went through and you accept that, then that means you are utilizing one of those ways to a thankful heart. Number three, you have to share words. We have to share words in order for people to know that we are thankful. You want to do it to be more than just saying, oh, thank you. But you want to share words sometimes and say, I really thank you for what you did because you didn't have to do it. How many of you know that? No matter what we have and have not done for people, people still don't have to do what they do for us. Let me tell you something. Even when my kids, they grown, I raised them, I nurtured them. I set up, I walked the house. I did so much for years. I'm not talking about two or three years, but many years. And you know what? Even though they'll do things for me, I'm still grateful and thankful. Not because they my grown children and they should feel obligated to do it because they don't have to. And I understand that. It's nothing that my children, even though they're all adults, do for me. I don't understand. They don't have to do it, y'all. But whatever they do for me, be it small or be it grand, I am always thankful. Because I know that was their dime and their dollar and they didn't have to use it and they didn't have to part with it for me. How many of you all understand that about being a grown-up? That whatever somebody do for you, they don't have to do it. Even when we're little children, listen to me. Your mama didn't have to do what she did for you. Your daddy didn't have to do what he did for you. Because listen, there is not a book written in the whole world that say you 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 birthed this child, you got to raise them. No, it don't say that. You can birth a child and give it away. You can birth a child and walk away. Many children, mama them didn't raise them. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. Many children, mama them didn't raise them. They was raised by people that they didn't even know was not even related to them. They mama them walked off and left them. I'm just saying, and I know that's not good English, but you comprehend. That's the point. I was doing a geological study of someone and realized they mama them went a different direction than them. I don't know if she walked away, but she was in one state and they was in another one. And it was one, two, three. I know for sure. Boys. She walked. Well, I can't say she walked away from her three boys. But her three boys was left behind. Now, whether it was by her choice or their choice, I don't know. Because they wasn't grown-ups. They were teenagers. 
All I'm saying, and some of the children, one or two in my study, I realized were small children. It was a girl. We don't never know. Listen, people, when people stay in your life, it's not because they have to. This is all I'm trying to say. It's not because they have to. They can choose not to, even if they're your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your uncle, your cousin. They can choose not to. But if they bond with you and keep and maintain a connection with you, then most of the time, that's because they're grateful and thankful that you are a part of their life and their life journey. So they make an extra effort to stay connected with you. I hope somebody get this. So number three, we got to share words to let people know that we are thankful. We are grateful that they are a part of our lives. Number four, number four, a way to have a thankful heart is to do grateful deeds and you know when I I made my little little footnotes and I made my little five footnote things and when I put in the word grateful you know these mojis they'll give you mojis to connect with that word and an angel popped up when I put in the word grateful an angel popped up and so I put to number four do grateful deeds. That means sooner or later, sometime, show a person that you are thankful. Show a person you're thankful. Even though you've told them, show them. Do some kind of kind deed or gesture. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what I was sharing with someone I went to, to abode with. I didn't stay with them because I had to stay with them. Trust me, I had other doors open. But I went there because I wanted to do a grateful deed. They were expecting a child. And I wanted to do a grateful deed. Not because of anything they had or had not done for me. But my heart wanted to do something grateful to be thankful to show them. And although the enemy got in the mist, see, this is what happens. Sometimes when even when we do good things for good reasons, the enemy, he can get in the midst of whoever let use him, them. Let me put this out here for all you all who don't know. When, when they say the devil is walking to and fro, that's because he done inhabited somebody body. <laughs> okay. His spirit has inhabited somebody about it. He can't do nothing unless he can be come, come through us. I hope y'all get this. He need a body. He need an inanimate object. He look. He needs something to operate for him. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. And this is why people sometimes say, honey, she was full of the devil. Because they allow. See, this is why you got to keep your heart pure. This is why you got to let your thoughts be transformed. Because the more you sit there and you harbor old jacked up thoughts, 
your mind gonna eventually lead to your heart doing old jacked up things and when your heart think jacked up things then your mouth gonna say some jacked up things because the bible said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak so when people say certain things then i know it first had to leave from their mind go to their heart sit there for a minute and then before it come out your mouth oh god i hope somebody help me now because see i feel something about this that's why you gotta be careful you can't just be talking just because you hear somebody else talking and then it sound good and then you want to start talking because you think it sound good and you trying to impress people because you trying to be like them but you don't know how their heart is activated and motivated and if yours is different because see what i know if you don't know it is not gonna resonate the same way when you say it and i say it oh i hope somebody grabbed that the word of god said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh and so you know hear me in my analytical mind because you know i analyze stuff they say especially words because i'm a word person so if somebody say something oh my goodness if they say something that i know that when it hit my ears that see see i'm doing something to be grateful but you doing something because it's greed they see, see something don't connect if I'm doing a grateful act to somebody, but you going around that, and that person going around telling people something that got to do with with doing something else, then see, you know, the first thing my analytical mind gonna think about. Okay, so this is what they believe. This is what they believe because they had to ponder that in their heart. See, the Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So if your heart, if your heart really think that my presence is about what you think, then speak it. See, I already know right then, right then, right then, the enemy don't got in the midst. Because see, this is what the enemy does, y'all. He give a delusion from what's really truthful. When was the real truth? He sends delusions, and you have to accept those delusions based upon what a purpose and the planting of your heart. And if your heart always gonna think negative, or your heart gonna always think somebody in your life to take from you, do you hurt, do you harm? I had to tell a young lady that because this is all she kept talking about. She moved two or three times, and all she was saying was every time she moved somebody, take, 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 doing, 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 doing. And I finally said to her, "But what do you have? I mean, what, what, what status quo? I mean, are you you semi? You not semi rich? You don't have all this expensive, heavy furniture. You don't have all this. You you, you ain't even got you no expensive jewelry. I mean, what what do you have?" Do you, do you got do you got thousands of dollars on your on your bank card? I mean, what do you have to constantly accuse people of always taking from you? What do you have of value that people targeting you to take from you? And so their reply to me was, "Well, that ain't it. But the people that I do deal with, that's what they do." I said, well, you really need to change your circle of friends. Because when you got the poor taken from the poor, you really need to take change your circle of friends. I'm just saying. When people around you know that you're struggling and they, and they still want to take from you, 
you need to you need to pray for God to open your eyes to change your friends, change your circle. Because it's a sad person who know you got a need and they're going to come in and take from your need. I'm just saying, that's not a person with a thankful or grateful heart. And this is why I'm telling you on Thankful Thursday that I moved into Fabulous Friday. Number five. I got to give you the last one. Number five. The fifth way that you can exercise a way to a thankful heart is to understand. Listen to me. Is to understand why do you think you should be grateful? Some people never think about why do you think you should be grateful? We should all be grateful. From the fundamental teaching of the King James Version, it says, in all things, give thanks. In all things. I know it's not easy for a person to give thanks when they're going through a hard time, when they're being challenged by grief, by sorrow, by sadness, by disappointments, by things you feel that people should have, could have did for you and didn't do. Oh, I know oftentimes it's not, it's not easy to still have a thankful heart. Not say I thank you, but a thankful heart. That's what it means when it say in all things give thanks. That means no matter what's going on in your life, your heart will still be thankful. And the way I believe, and I'm talking about me, for it to be that way, you got to constantly give thanks for everything that God has allowed for you to receive and blessings in your life that you know you didn't richly deserve for him to be grateful and th- to give them to you. I'm just saying, when you can sit down and say, God, I thank you for this job. I thank you for this husband. I thank you for this wife. I thank you for these children that's not sick, that that one, you know, that 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 wasn't sick. And I didn't have to sit in the hospital like some people with on, 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 on the St. Jude Network. You know, I'm just saying, when you sit down and you think about I don't I don't have to get in my car and 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 and, and, and turn it on in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost just to crank it up like this car. I used to have and you feel like you you about got to run it down Fred Flintstone can outrun you and they call I'm just saying when you grateful and thankful and your heart is thankful when you know you don't have to contend with all those different things and scenarios that could really be worse in your life things are never so bad that they couldn't be worse but yet you got all this convenience, you got this newer model car, you got the houses and clothes and your children well, and you and you got the nerve. Ooh, I hope somebody grabbed this. To walk around this world with an ungrateful heart, because if you're thinking about ways to mistreat somebody and thinking about ways to harbor and hate on somebody, then you are ungrateful. And I got to tell you the truth. Because I don't want the blood on my hands. Then it's time to re-examine yourself. And I'm going to tell you something even more why. Because the blessings that you do have. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Listen to me. Whoever this is for. The blessings that you do have. When you ask God to come in and circumcise. And circumcise your heart. 
and creating you a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You gonna, your blessings will overtake you. You will receive even greater blessings. When you start being kind to people who you know have done things that don't deserve your kindness. When you start being a blessing to people who you feel and think and believe don't deserve it. Then you're acting like Christ does to you. You're acting like how God does to you. When God bless you with what you already have right now. Not because you've done something to deserve it. Who you married? Who You still living in sin. You still telling lies. You still fanning flies and slipping and dipping. I mean, but God is still blessing you and have been blessing you. So listen here. How you got the audacity to hold something against somebody and feel like you ought to not be nice and kind to them. And the only way people can do that, that means they already have a thankful heart. When you can help your enemies and you know that person don't like you. When you can pray for them who wrongfully persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. Let me tell you something. When you can pray for people who you know have wrongfully persecuted you and said all manner of evil against you, I pray for people, for God to bless them kind of people. I said, God, bless them. Bless them with a house. Bless them with a car. Bless them with somebody to show them love more than anything. I pray that. For people who I know have wrongfully persecuted me and said all manner of evil against me. But that's because I'm practicing what it takes to get to heaven. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. That what my Bible told me I must do. That's the prerequisite of what I was saying in the beginning. And listen to me, people. Until we move to that place. Until we move to that peg in life. To understand that we need to practice showing a thankful heart. We're not preparing for heaven. And the way things are going in this day and time of uncertainty. That we don't know if we go to the grocery store it might get shot up. And we don't know the next virus come out. What it could be and what it will be. And after we've seen what the corona has done. We, we just live in so much uncertainty. When we don't know what China may launch in the middle of the night when we laying down and thinking because we live in our fine houses and drive our fine cars that we exempt. No, we're not. Anything can happen in the middle of the night. You can lay down to go to sleep and don't never wake up. And so when those things occur in your life, that in itself is enough to be so utterly thankful for, not to hold and harbor anything. You are thankful that God graced you and allowed you to wake up, to see another day. He gave you strength to make a way and provision for what matters most to you. And I tell people, what matters most to you, if you're grown up now, should be standing in the gap for your children. Standing in the gap for your children, no matter how old they are and no matter how young they are. But if they're alive, be the best parent that you know how to be to your children. And oftentimes, it shouldn't come from whether or not our parents were the best to us. Because my mom and dad, I really didn't know. They didn't really raise me. So I didn't really know them, know them. I knew of them. But I didn't know much about them. My daddy didn't come and pick me up and take me to do things with me until I got grown enough to reach out to him. See, I had to start reaching out to him. I couldn't sit back and wait because if I sat back and waited on him to reach out to me, then we probably wouldn't have never bonded. 
Same with my mother. You know, she didn't reach out to me. I've been grown a long time. I mean, I could sit here and tell you not one baby did, did she sit next to me in the hospital. Not one. Not even came. Except the very first one to drop me off and come back to pick me up. And I don't remember she came back to pick me up. But anyway, the point is, you, you, you can't keep living in a world where you thinking that your world is about harboring what other people did not do for you in order for your heart to be thankful. You can have a thankful heart no matter what has been done or said against you. If you, listen, and I'm going to say this and put a pin, if you understand that you are thankful that God has been there for you, when you get that, when you get that, let that resonate that every filthy, foul, dirty, stinking, ugly, lying, sinful, conduct, act, and character. God was still there for you. That ought to make you so thankful that you will be there for other people even though they were dirty, stinking, and low down against you. That's when you understand. That's number five. Why you have, a, why should you have a grateful and thankful heart? Because Great, grateful means you thankful and thankful means you're grateful and the only way you're going to understand why you should have one of those type of hearts is because God has shown it to you not because of nothing nobody did and did not do except for God who showed it to you when you did not so richly deserve it Amen. Amen. You have a beautiful, blessed, fabulous Friday morning because it's in the a.m. And I may come with something for that fabulous Friday. But I do know for right now, for this thankful Thursday message, I hope that something become transforming in your life. That you begin to have a thankful, a thankful and grateful heart. You ask God for that. For the people that may not have been supportive and understanding the way you wanted them to be. But neither were we that way when God wanted us to be. So let us not live a hypocrisy life where we, you know, we want things this way, but we, it don't have to be like that when it applies to us. That's the hypocrisy. That's the hypocrite in people. We want to be just like it was given to us in gratefulness and thankfulness. We should also extend it to others, even though they may not so richly deserve it either, just like we did, but we still received it. Amen. Amen. And until the next podcast upload, you have a thankful Thursday, fabulous Friday morning. May the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires as you delight yourselves in God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, I say, God bless. Bye for now.